Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. I I, I want to focus on our message today. I won't be before you long, but we're going to go and we're going to we're continue our series about prayer. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And today we're going to specifically target the prayer of faith. I haven't talked much on the prayer of faith. As I think about these last 26 years of ministry, I haven't talked much about the prayer of faith. But today will be a history maker. Today, this, this message will be listened to again and again and again and again and again and again. And we'll have testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies upon testimonies of what this sermon will do in your life. If you'll listen, you can change some things in your life through the prayer of faith. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we dive into the word of God. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week. I'm kind of thinking along the lines of faith. That's where my heart is staring me. So I'll be praying and we trust God to lead us concerning that next Sunday. Don't don't forget your communion. I I don't don't want you to forget that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come to you in the name, name of Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity to share your word with your people. Thank you, Father, for your precious spirit, your spirit that is upon me. For the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to, to, to heal the heart, to bind the hearts, to mend the hearts of the brokenhearted. For he's anointed me to raise the dead and, and to bring life to the, to the lifeless. And I thank you, Father, for this opportunity. Grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly be known the mysteries of the gospel. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to preach about the prayer of faith. May this transform the lives of your people in Jesus' name. Amen. As we think about the prayer of faith, as we think about faith, faith is it's something to behold. It's, it's a powerful force, powerful grace. I often think about faith preachers and faith teachers. I often think, listen to them a lot. There's about probably about 10 of them, maybe a little less, that I listen to and I feed upon week after week after week after week. And this has been my lot in life since I was little, and it has literally transformed my life. And I often, when I was a teenager, I, I got frustrated to the fact that these same preachers were preached along the lines of faith over and over and over and over and over again. And of course, as a pastor, if I was just a traveling teacher, I can just focus on faith and preach it until the day that I go home to be with the Lord. But as a pastor, I have to preach other things. There are other things. I, I preach in faith every Sunday, whether I'm preaching about the coming of the, of the Lord or preaching through a book, I have to preach. So I can't just preach on faith until Jesus comes in that sense. But I often would see these ministers and they would preach, put a lot of emphasis on faith. And I realized something that this is, there's not a lot of people preaching about it that I hear. 
that I hear. And I actually got a testimony last week about someone being blessed by this. And often as a pastor, I'm saying, man, I'm saying the same thing or I'm saying it in a different way for people to understand. I wonder if people get tired of hearing what I am sharing. But I realize that I, I have to re put you in remembrance of these things. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith does not come by have heaven heard, but it comes by hearing. You have to continually feed upon the word of God as, along the lines of healing, finances, wisdom, faith. And I, I heard a preacher say recently, I think last night, he was saying faith is not a, a force. It, it's not something that you operate on. And, and, and he was really preaching against what I'm about to do. <laughs> and I, I, I say, Lord, you know, you've raised me up for such a time as this to, to put an emphasis on it. It's not the only thing that I'm going to preach about, but it is one of the main things that I, I, I know that the Lord has called me to share along the lines. And I, I think about ministers who do this, who put an emphasis on it. And I realized that though people have heard it over the years and read the books and listened to the sermons, it's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to even study it, but to live it. And the name of our church is Kingdom Living Ministries. We're all about living out the kingdom. So I don't want you to take it for granted what you're hearing week after week. But I want you to put into practice, apply yourself. It's one thing to say, oh, oh, that was a good word, pastor. But live it out. May the Lord grant us testimonies. Say, hey, Pastor Wayne, I listened to what you had to say about praying in the spirit and X, Y, and Z happened. I listened to what you had to say about tithing and giving. I listened to what you had to say about praying the prayer of faith. And I saw the results. That is my prayer. It's for you to live this word out. Not only this word, but every word that comes forth from the pulpit. Every single word put into practice. And I'm going to say something. It's not enough for you to listen to this once. So I want to encourage you to go back through the many platforms that we have this sermon on and listen to it again and again and again. There's sermons I've listened to probably for like 20 years. And I never get tired of it because I get something new out of it. If it's a really anointed word and it's God's word, you won't get tired of it. Listen to it over and over and over. Listen to the same corny stories and the corny jokes. And listen, because God is trying to convey to you and I something that he wants us to hear. Don't just settle of hearing it once. I wonder how many of y'all are taking notes. You have your Bible out in front of your computer or in front of your television in front of your phone, and you're taking notes. I encourage you to do that. It has to be more, more than just, it was a great word. You preach good, pastor, but that I'm living it out because that's when you see the results. And I said all that to say, as I thought about different pastors, and I was thinking specifically about Apostle Frederick Casey Price and how he would preach something over and over and over. He would have series sometimes for like a year and a half. <laughs> and I realized that he was trying to get them 
get the, the members of his church to come where he was. And I believe that's where every pastor, it doesn't matter what type of pastor you are, every pastor longs to hear, I believe, every God-ordained pastor that is walking with God, they want their, the members of their church to live what they're preaching. The greatest joy is not to hear good word. So don't, I'm not discouraging you to say that because that encourages me. But the greatest joy is to say, I applied this week what you preached about, and I saw, and I'm seeing, and I saw results in my life. Or I applied it for three months straight, and I saw the manifestation. I'm telling you, example of this is when you tithe. When you tithe in faith, you best to believe there's going to be something going to happen. When you, when you pray in faith, something happens. When you study the Bible in faith, something happens. When you worship and you fast, something happens. When you witness effectively, don't just sit back and be hearers only of the Word of God, but become doers. The goal, my goal as a pastor is to teach and to preach in such a way that it moves you from hearing to doing hearing to doing. There's something about putting, putting into practice what you have heard and seeing the Lord come through. So I challenge and I encourage you and I exhort you to not be hearers today only, but to be doers. Amen. So today we're going to talk about the prayer of faith. Faith is something to have. It is something to use for the glory of God, <clears throat> faith will benefit you in so many ways. You've heard me talk about it many times before about faith. Faith is acting upon the word of God. One of the simplest definitions of faith is faith is acting upon the word of God. So, it's not, so you don't have faith just because you hear it. You have faith when you act upon it. Faith must be there must be some works to faith. There must be legs to faith. It's one thing to, to make your wonderful confessions, but it must, your faith must be seen in your life. And that's the difference between receiving your healing. It's not so much, well, God chose not to heal them. No, they, were, they didn't receive it for whatever reason. Sometimes we blame God of not doing something. God didn't save them, or God didn't heal them, or God didn't come through for them. No, they failed to receive from God. Let's flip the script. Stop saying that God didn't do something. God has made provision for us to have everything in this life and in the life to come. He's, he's, we have, he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness from, from 1 Peter. So don't blame God for, for, for you not receiving from him. Don't say that God didn't want you to have that or God doesn't have that for you or it's not in his plan. No, a lot of Christians that I know are lazy. They're lazy in their faith. faith you know, it's this, this, this religion or this relationship with Christ is not a walk in the park. It's not just sit back and, oh, the Lord, whatever happens, let it happen. Stop saying that whatever happens is, is God. Because everything that happens to you is not God. And you've heard me talk about that for quite, quite often. I, I get on the soapbox and I just talk about it. I'm saying, I'm, and I'm going to keep saying it. Stop blaming God for everything that happens in your life. 
Stop blaming the devil. Some of it is not the devil. Some of it is laziness. Some of it is as a, as a result of our own situation. Some, sometimes other people's decisions affect us. Faith is acting upon the word of God. Faith is trusting God. <laughs> when you're really trusting God, oh, I'm just trusting the Lord. What does that mean? <laughs> I've heard people say that. I'm trusting God. Well, trust has some actions to it. Trust is not sitting back doing nothing. Trusting is preparing for what you're trusting him to do. If, a, if you're trusting God for a house, you're preparing yourself. You're preparing your credit. You're preparing, you're preparing your body to be healed. Come on. I'm preaching. That, that's a word right there. How do you prepare your body to be healed? You eat right. <laughs> um, you, you, you sleep right. Come on. One of the greatest acts that you can do at nighttime is to go to sleep. You can sleep in faith. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> Go to bed, sleep in faith. Lord, I trust you. There may be thieves all around you, but they won't come nigh you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Go to sleep in faith. Amen. Faith speaks. We've, we talked a little bit about the power of confession, and we still need to talk about it. Because some of y'all still talking that doubt and unbelief. Come on, use your mouth. Put your mouth to work. Use your words and cause the things that you're believing God to come to pass. There's something about the confession. And when you pray, pray using the word of God. Speak his word. Pray his word. Live his word. Faith obeys. Whenever you're running into a situation, the first question should come across your mind, what does the word say about this? If you're having marriage problems, what does the word of God say about this? If you're having parenting problems, what does the word of God say about this? If you're having money problems, if you're having problems on your job, if you're having problems in your body, what does the word of God say about this? I, I challenge you to, to do that. Be quick to do that. The first thing should come to your mind. What does the word say? If you find yourself in a trial, what does the word of God say? You know, one of the things that the word of God says when you find yourself into different trials and tribulations, to count it all joy. Oh, oh that's challenging, right? When you when you're going through a trial, you don't, it doesn't, you don't feel like counting it all joy. We, 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 we walk by our feelings and not by our faith. But today we make a decision to walk by faith and not by sight. We don't go based on it feel like. I feel like praying. I feel like giving. I feel like speaking the word. I feel like witnessing. I feel like keeping my word. Come on. <laughs> no, don't, don't, we don't live by feel like. Because feel like never got you anywhere but in trouble. Because you, you might feel like staying in the bed when God told you to get up and pray or get up to clean your house or get up to, to eat healthy. I don't feel like going to work. You, come on, I'm talking. I don't feel like doing this homework. I don't feel like cutting the grass. I don't feel like speaking words of life and love. Don't go based on feel like because feel like will lead you to a life of destruction. Well, you may say, what Bible first do you have? I'm glad you asked because the Bible says in Galatians, it says, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. 
So feel like it's the voice of the flesh. Feelings. Feelings. Go on based on what you see, your five senses. You shouldn't be moved by what you see, or what, by what you feel, by what you hear. Don't You move by the word of God. Be moved by the word of God. If God said it, let it be the final authority in your life. There are many different aspects of faith. Faith is a spiritual force. A lot of theologians, you know, I read a lot, and a lot of theologians don't like this. There, there, there is a straight up an, an attack against preaching the fullness of the gospel. They'll say people don't believe in tongues. They don't believe in healings. They just sit back and, oh, the sovereign Lord. And we'll, we'll touch about the sovereignty of the Lord. Not today. <laughs> Faith has many different components. And, and I, I, I'm sensing a stirring in my spirit to talk about faith next month. I had something totally different to, to talk about, but there's something about this faith that we still, as a church, we don't have. Well, God is going to get us there. I trust God to get us there. So I believe that next week, starting next week, we'll talk about what faith is and what faith is not and how, to, how faith works. I believe it's, it'll be a fundamental teaching that will help us along this journey. But I'm excited about focusing on the prayer of faith. So think about faith as we talk about the prayer of faith. Now, prayer changes us. Go ahead, make that, put that in the comments. Prayer changes, changes us. But the prayer of faith changes things. Prayer changes us, prayer in general, in the general sense. If you pray in the spirit, if you pray the word, the scriptures, you pray for others, you pray, intercede. It, it, prayer does change the world. But the prayer of faith will change things. Another name for the prayer of faith is the prayer that changes things. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. We, we talked about this for a couple weeks in a row, this verse. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, I'm reading out of the Amplified Classified. The Amplified Classified says, Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entry. To that end, keep alert and watch the strong purpose and perseverance, interceding, supplicating in the behalf of all saints, God's consecrated people. So we see from this passage that we should pray with all types of prayers or all manners of prayers. There are many different types of prayers. And I'm going to mention at least six to seven prayers this morning, mainly from the New Testament. The problem with prayer sometimes is that we use, there are different rules that govern different types of prayers. And if you use the wrong rule <laughs> with a, a, one particular prayer, then you won't get the results. And we said this, one of the reasons why people don't pray is because they don't see results. Let, let's school ourselves. Let, let's get educated. Let's get knowledge of how to pray effectively. Now, one of the prayers that's mentioned, I'm going to mention these six to seven prayers, 
It's the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. Let's go with our Bibles to Matthew 18. This sounds like it's going to be a part two. I don't want it to because I want to start about faith, but we'll see. Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. And let's look at verse 18. Matthew 18, 18. It says, truly I say to you, whatsoever, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by the, my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am among them. So we see the power of agreement the prayer of agreement. Specifically, it's dealing with a brother or sister who's, who's, who's in a sinful situation where you go and approach them and then if they don't listen, you go to the church or where you get a witness and they don't listen, you go and you bring it to the church and so forth. So there, there's a principle here and this is where we extract the prayer of agreement, the prayer of agreement. The prayer agreement is, is the use of the prayer agreement is must, you must be sure that the person with whom you are agreeing with is in line with what you're asking for. It is the prayer of faith with alignment with someone else. The prayer of faith or the prayer of agreement, the prayer of agreement is really the prayer of faith with someone else. It's where two believers come together and they agree on what they're praying for and what they're believing God for. Their faith attaches itself to each other and they believe God for what they're asking. What happens sometimes with the prayer of agreement, and usually you see this with husbands and wives, where perhaps the wife is praying to move to South Africa and the husband is praying to move to West Africa. And so when they come together and they pray, they're not in agreement. So therefore, they don't see the manifestation what they're asking for. Or perhaps the wife is asking for a yellow car and the, the, the husband is asking for a blue car. Now that's confusing. <laughs> so, or the wife is asking for a baby and the husband is asking for never to have another kid. <laughs> so what are you supposed to do? There's it's no agreement. So it's no power. There's no agreement. So therefore, there's nothing being asked. If I'm praying for your healing and you're praying, Lord, let it be your will for you to be healed, then there will be no answer to that prayer. So the prayer of agreement is really the prayer of faith with someone else. Prayer of agreement. So husbands and wives specifically, learn how to flow in the power of the prayer of agreement. There's power in it. You, you join, you get your understanding, you get your scriptures, and you agree on something specific. It can't be that... They're agreeing for something else that is not connecting with what you're agreeing with. Therefore, it's not going to happen. It has to be agreement. Or with another believer. I've seen this. Oh, let me, let me touch and agree with you about this. And the person doesn't agree with what you're praying for. That's a problem, right? Ministers, ministers here at KLM, we should be in agreement. We should be of one faith, one spirit. We need to be saying the same things. God forbid, I'm praying for healing and you praying, Lord, let it be your will. Lord, take them out. 
like you, you can't be a minister here at that. I mean that that's not gonna flow. I mean you you'll definitely get booted out. <laughs> we have to agree. So there's power in the power of agreement. So we'll, we'll we'll explore a little bit of that a little bit later. Not today. Not today. The second prayer I want to emphasize is the prayer of faith, and we'll focus more on that today. All right, I'm not going to talk talk about that, but prayer of faith is mainly for an individual. There are times, and we'll see in the book of James, where the prayer of faith is can be prayed as a church or as, as leadership of a church for someone who's sick, and you can see the power of God come and manifest. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So the second prayer is the prayer of agreement. I mean, prayer of faith. The first is the prayer of agreement. The second is the prayer of faith. The third is the prayer of consecration and dedication. The prayer of consecration and dedication. That's found in Luke chapter 22, verses 41, 42. I don't have time to go there. My time is getting away. But the prayer of consecration and dedication. This is where you commit to the will of God and you pray, Lord, if it be your will. You may not know the direction that God is leading you. So that it is appropriate to consecrate yourself to the will of God and to pray, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Father, we consecrate ourselves to the will. If it be your will for us to move to Europe, if it be your will for us to take this mission strip, if it be your will for us to take this job, it is appropriate to pray that. As Christians, we need to pray a prayer simple, as simple as this, Lord, whatever you say, I'll say. Wherever you go, wherever you lead me to go, I'll go. Whatever you lead me to do, I'll do. Whatever you lead me to be, I'll be. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. A prayer of consecration. Sometimes people have in their mind what they want to do and where they want to go, what they want to be. Oh, I think I go for school for this. And it's nothing for choosing, making choices, but you should pray for the will of God. As a Christian, that should be a prayer that is flowing out of you. Lord, let your will be done. Lord, we consecrate ourselves to the will. Now, not every prayer needs to end with, Lord, let it be your will, but there should be an ongoing prayer of consecration and dedication where you're praying for the will of God to be done. Luke 22 talks about how Jesus says, Lord, let your will be done. If it's possible, let, Lord, nevertheless, let your will be done. And that should be the heart of every believer. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done in me. God, whatever you want me to be, whatever, if you want me to be a minister, let me be a minister. If you want me to be an engineer, let me be an engineer. If you want me to be a, 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 a giving warrior, let me be a giving warrior. Lord, if you want me to be a business person, let me be a business person. Lord, if you want me to be just involved in the prayer ministry. Lord, let me be involved. If you want me to be involved in children and youth and music, Lord, let you, that's, that should be the determined factor, the will of God. It's not enough people seeking after the will of God. It's not enough. People are often seeking things and seeking money. Some of us are more led by money than we are by the Spirit of God. Some people will take a job based on the income more so than the leadership of the spirit. It's nothing wrong with thinking about the money, but you need to first and foremost seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Lord, what, what is it that you want me to do? Because it's in that place where there's provision. God can lead you to a low paying job 
and make you make more money doing the low-paying job than that high-paying job where you're most miserable at. So consecrate yourself to the will of God. You know, I can preach about that. I can stay there for life. <laughs> I can preach that type of prayer until Jesus comes because it, it, it speaks to the heart. Then there's the prayer of praise and worship. Luke 2, verse 20, where you're praising God for who he is and, and what he's done. And you just spend that time ministering to the Lord. According to Acts chapter 13, the church of Antioch, they, they prayed, they, they fasted and prayed and ministered to the Lord. So there is a prayer of ministry to the Lord where you're just praising and you're worshiping God. How many know we need to flow in that type of prayer? That's, that's part of the Lord's prayer. Our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be your name. Or you're hallowing his name and you'll pray. You're not coming to asking for anything, but you're coming to seek his will. You're coming to praise his name and to speak well of him and to worship him. You need to walk around your apartment, your room, your house, your car, walk around your car, but walk driving in your car or walking to the bus station or the train station, praising God. I remember a time that I didn't have a car and was catching the train. Lord, I thank you, God. I praise you. I honor you for the activity of my limbs. Come on. I remember a time that I, I, ha I had a sickness where it affected my lungs, but I thank you, God, for delivering me. I was in the hospital for nine days, but I thank you, God, for delivering me. Glory to God. So you, you, you recall all the things that God has done for you. And you, most importantly, you, you recall your salvation. Lord, I thank you for saving me. May we never grow past that. Oh, thank you, Lord, for saving me. No, let us always rejoice in our salvation. The joy, may, may he restore the joy of our salvation. Being grateful that we're saved. Because when you're grateful that you're saved, you, you'll go anywhere God wants you to go. All right. As you can see, these prayers are intertwined. Then there's the prayer of intercession. Let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22. Ezekiel 22. And let's look at verse 30. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. The prayer of intercession. Ezekiel 22. Verse, chapter 22, verse 30. And I sought for a man among them who shall build up the wall and stand in the breach or the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. We see here that the Lord is looking for someone to stand in the gap. Intercession is standing in the gap for someone who cannot stand on their own. This is when you're acting in prayer on the behalf of someone else. This person may be on drugs, mentally confused, or in ICU and unable to pray for themselves. This you intercede. Mainly intercession is for the lost, interceding for someone who doesn't know the Lord. But there are times the Spirit of God will lead us to intercede for a believer who cannot intercede on, them, on behalf of themselves. And so intercession, the prayer of intercession, we all are called to be intercessors. Did you hear me? We're all called to be intercessors. The church got it wrong when they allocated only certain ones to intercession. If you will yield yourself to the spirit of God, all of us will begin to intercede. He will lead you into intercession. All is called. We all called to intercede for the lost, not just a few of us. And the church I grew up, you know, I've been I was accused of being born in church. 
And I heard, oh, she's an intercessor or he's an intercessor. I'm here to tell you we're all intercessors. That's right. We're all, and most of us don't yield to that ministry. We, we, we're so consumed about praying for ourselves that we neglect to pray for others. We need to pray and intercede for those who are sick and demonized and those who are on drugs and those who are lost and those who don't know the Lord. We need to intercede for our president. We need to intercede for our vice president. Come on. Don't assume because they read the Bible in the inauguration that they're saved. Pray and intercede for this country and pray for the nations of the world, for the Lord to raise up laborers. God has called every last one of us to intercession. Intercession is not a part of the fivefold ministry, but intercession is part of every part, every part of the Christian life. Every last one of us are called to intercede. Say, I am an intercessor. Come on, type in the comments. I am an intercessor. Learn how to intercede because the Spirit of God does not have enough people interceding. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. The Spirit of God does not have enough people preach, praying and interceding for the lost. I, I challenge you to learn how to yield to the spirit of intercession. May the spirit of intercession hit our church. May we all be intercessors, not only allocated to a few, but every last one of us learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit and intercession and, intercession and intercede for those who cannot pray for themselves. Those believers who are bound by sin and bound up by demonic activities, may we intercede for their behalf. And those unbelievers who don't know how to pray, may we intercede for them. May they come into the covenant of, with our God through Christ. I just preach myself happy. <laughs> and the last prayer that I will mention which is the sixth prayer, is the prayer of supplication. The prayer of supplication. Some will call it the prayer of petition. You can find this prayer in Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing, but by everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, making your request be known unto God. There's sometimes the prayer of faith is one thing. The prayer of intercession is another. The prayer of agreement, the prayer of praise and worship. The, but the prayer of supplication is powerful. It's where you're, you're pleading and you're supplicating, you're requesting. There's some things you can negotiate with God. This is where you petition for yourself or others. A general thought is that you supplicate for saints, but you intercede for the lost. It's just general. I don't want to be bound up, oh, you can only intercede for the lost. But there is a general statement is that you mainly intercede for the lost and you supplicate for the saints. Now, do you can you supplicate for the unbeliever? You better believe it, you can. You can make, make requests for beyond just their salvation, but you can pray for their healing. You can pray for their provision. You can pray for an unbeliever. I've had unbelievers come to me and pray and ask for prayer for promotion, favor on jobs, favor with a, a, a situation, favor with the courts. And as a believer, you can supplicate on the behalf of unbelievers and ask God to move like he, move, he will move for you. Yes, I said it. You can supplicate to our Father for other believers and non-believers and ask God to bless them and to favor, even if they're not in a position to, to, be, to, to receive that favor, 
God will answer your prayer on their behalf. He'll move on their behalf because you prayed. He'll bless your job, your, the company that you work for, because you prayed. Your company may be ran by ungodly men and women, but because you prayed, he'll bless that job. Come on, say amen, amen. So the prayer, supplication, and petition. So these are all six different types of prayers. Praying the Ephesians prayers and the Colossians prayers and the Philippians prayers and the Thessalonians prayers and the prayer in Philemon and the prayer in Hebrews, praying Psalm 51. These are all you supplicating. There's sometimes I, I'm, I'm praying for mercy on a situation. If there's a, if I'm in school, so I'm, I pray a lot. I stay in that place. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, I ask for your mercy. May I finish this project, you know, such and such, such. You know, there's times that I've petitioned, and we'll talk a little bit about this in a few minutes, where I petition concerning the weather and ask God to change some things. Lord, let it not be. I remember a time we had a, a heating unit that was pretty old that was jacked up, like 30% of the heat was going out the window. And I was praying that those winters would not be as severe. And I saw God do it. I petitioned God and was able through my prayer change the weather. Now, now sometimes people change pray for that just for convenient or maybe it's a wedding day. And I believe God will answer that prayer. I've seen him do it for many believers where they wanted to have a nice sunny day on their wedding. It was forecast that it was going to be raining and they prayed and the Lord saw fit to make sure that the sun came out just enough for their entire wedding and their pictures. And as soon as that thing was over, it started raining. <laughs> and they ran inside and celebrated for the, you know, the, um, I was about to call it rehearsal, but for their um, reception, they start celebrating. But God will do that. And there's times you can supplicate and petition for your city, and, and, I mean, there's just so much with that. But today, so it looks like I'm not going to finish this today. I'm going to probably end up doing a part two next week, but it's okay. The prayer of faith is the prayer that changes things. You see faith and all, you, you, you use your faith in all that you pray, right? You use your faith. There are times, I mean, you need to pray, whether you're interceding or giving thanks or praying in the spirit. That's another prayer. That's number seven. Praying in the Spirit, that's a whole nother classified of prayer. We, we talked a lot about that. But you got to do it in faith. You, you speak in tongues in faith. You, you pray thanksgiving, Lord, I thank you. You're, you're, you're using your faith in every arena. There's a scripture in Romans that says, whatever is not of faith is of sin. So you and I need to use our faith. So the prayer of faith is a little bit different, a lot different than that. I'm going to stop there. I can go on, and some of y'all are upset, okay, but it's okay, but you just have to tune in next week. We're going to talk about the prayer of faith part two, which will be part of our faith series for the month of March. But I want you to go and study through those scriptures as we relate to the, the different types of prayers, and next week we'll focus on the prayer of faith. I hope you've been blessed by this message. Thank you for joining us on this broadcast. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins, I want to invite you to ask Jesus into your life.
many times people refer to as the sinner's prayer. I want to tell you that part of the sinner's prayer is the prayer of faith. When you, you're praying in faith and you're praying for the Lord to save you and for, for, you know, you're making your confession of faith that you believe that God raised Christ from the dead, that, that Jesus is Lord. And I invite you this morning to make Jesus the Lord of your life. That's the greatest, one of the greatest prayer of the beginning of the, one of the greatest prayers that you can pray. So if you're here and you say, Pastor Wayne, I'm not saved, but I would like to be saved. I invite you to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. And if you're backslidden, a backslidden Christian is a person who was once walking with the Lord, but they fell out of fellowship. I invite you to pray this prayer of faith. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess that I am a sinner and that I need the Savior, Jesus. I ask you, Father, to forgive me of all my sins. I believe in my heart that you raised Christ from the dead. That on the third day you raised him from the dead. That he ascended upon high after being on the earth for 40 days. And that he is seated, seated at your right hand. That he lives to make intercession for me. I confess that he's coming back. I confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised Christ from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Lord Jesus, come inside. By faith, I receive you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. For those who are backslidden, say, Father God, I'm coming back home. I'm asking you to cleanse me, to restore the joy of my salvation, to restore our fellowship. I receive the forgiveness of my sins. I renounce the devil and I break ties with everything that has held me back from you. Thank you, Lord, for sweet fellowship yourself. In Jesus' name. If you prayed those prayers, <clears throat> email us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org. We'll get information to you concerning what you, what's to do next. If you prayed that prayer, I, I, I celebrate with you. If you meant it with your heart, believed it in your, believed it in your heart and meant it, I celebrate with you. You are part of the family of God. You are saved. We celebrate you. We thank God. There is a party in heaven right now celebrating your repentance of your sins. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.